0: Ducks fans are you ready you are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast with your hosts Mike Walters and Eddie Jones this is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis here we go Welcome to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. Uh, this is kind of a special edition, uh, fight club edition, Eddie. We've got some new players in the Ducks that we're going to talk about that like to uh, fight and mix it up in the enforcer role. Uh, we've got some other trades around the NHL we're going to talk about, that uh, players that got moved as far as uh, fighters go, and we're also going to talk about uh, whether or not fighting is um, going downhill uh, in the NHL. It's kind of been on the decline. We'll kind of tackle that issue as well. And um, get you caught up on some of the moves with the ducks and kind of update some of our thoughts about the lineups and whatnot. But uh, going back earlier in the week, um, the ducks got two players, Eddie McGratton and Stewart. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, we'll start with McGratton, uh Pretty much an enforcer. Uh, was on Calgary for the last couple seasons. And uh, what's your thought on this move?
1: Uh, you know, I think it's a depth move. It he kind of replaces Jackman if Jackman gets hurt, or they want a different option on on that fourth line. He's not going to play any higher than the fourth line. Uh, probably play most of the season in uh san diego as well you know he's he scored never scored more than 10 points in the nhl uh, i believe eight points was his highest uh uh, a lot two seasons ago in 2013-2014 with calgary and that was in 76 games so you know he's not gonna add a whole bunch to the team he's gonna come in and and be that enforcer and you know just a, a guy that can kind of play a similar role to, to tim jackman
0: yeah i agree i think he's going to be in the ahl for most of the season Uh, like you said unless something happens to jackman he may come in and play on the fourth line for a few games uh he's only played you know a handful of games for most of the seasons uh except for two years ago in calgary he did play a majority of that season but yeah i I think maybe he comes in um somewhere six to twelve games um in the regular season for the ducks at most eddie and uh uh, we'll talk about it later, but maybe he gets paired up against Lucci to, you know, when we play LA or something like that. But uh, it looks like it's going to be a limited amount of time in the NHL. Um, the uh, the next move, uh, you know, which some people were surprised about, Eddie was Chris Stewart. And um, what are your thoughts on this? You know, the right wing that we picked up uh, that played on Buffalo and then you know finished last year with Minnesota.
1: Yeah, it, it's a tough uh, situation for Chris Stewart. You know, you look at a, a lot of his seasons, there's a lot of promise. He just drafted in the first uh, round and 18th overall in 2006. You know, had a great sophomore season, 64 points in 77 games, and you know, followed up with some pretty good performances in, in uh, Colorado and in St. Louis. But, uh, you know, he moved on to, to Buffalo had, you know struggled in, in the beginning of the season. Um, and then went over to Minnesota and had a pretty decent run with uh, 11 points in, in 20 games. And, you know, he, he's kind of a, a wild card. You know, he, he has, still has some potential. He's only 27. and uh, But he's going to be a physical guy. You know, obviously a more offensive upside than McGrath has. And, and, you know, he, he could put up around 40, 50 points if he's playing on the right line with the right guys. And, you know, he had uh, 11 fights last season too. So he's going to definitely add to that tough side.
0: Yeah, I think this you know move uh, is going to add uh, kind of several dimensions, like you said. I mean, he, he, like, he likes to get in there and mix it up. Um, we posted some videos, if you haven't seen it, on our Facebook page as well, uh, you know, facebook.com slash Ducks and Pucks blog. If you go on there, we posted some videos of different fights. Um, you can check them out. You can also go to YouTube as well and, you know, just uh, plug in his name. So he's definitely going to bring that element. And I, I do think he's going to bring some secondary scoring, Eddie. I mean, if you look at his seasons – You know, a lot of them he scored in the high 20s or in the mid 30s. Uh, As you mentioned, he had a couple really good seasons with Colorado. You know, obviously that was you know four or five um, you know seasons ago. But uh, I think he's going to be able to put up some good points. Uh, I don't know if he'll get 20 plus goals, but uh, I think he can definitely get you know 30 to 40 points. Eddie.
1: Yeah, I know you. We'll probably see him play on on the third line. You'd expect uh, him to play on the right wing, and you'd see Perry and Silverberg slotting in above him and you know, we'll talk about the lineups later, but probably see Cogliano and, and Sekatch move on to the left wing. So you would you would see him maybe playing on a, a third line with maybe Maroon and Raquel, or, or Horkov and Maroon, or if you want to go tough, or you know, I I just don't see him slotting in above anybody. But there's no way he drops all the way down to the fourth line.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think the poll question we put out, I, I don't remember the exact numbers right now, but uh, we put it out there and uh, overwhelming majority believes that he's going to be on the third line. And I agree with you as well. So I think that's how it's going to shape up. Um, so these are the last couple moves <clears throat> that have um, happened this past week. Um, you think any other uh, moves may happen, uh, Eddie? Uh, you know, some people are uh, wondering if we're gonna do anything on the defense maybe, or uh, get another forward, uh, a left wing type of forward, or what are your thoughts?
1: Uh, I think they're pretty much done getting forwards. i'd I'd be surprised if uh, another forward came in. I think. With McGrady coming in for the AHL and Chris Stewart coming in, I think they're pretty much full. Uh, you don't want to get into a situation where you had last year where you've got guys who can make a contribution sitting out and, and you're basically paying them to, to not play any games. So I think right now, I think they're set unless there's a trade that's made. Uh, on defense, it's a, it's a tougher situation. There's not a lot of guys left. And, you know, by the looks of it, I think they want to go with Stoner as that number six guy and Holter as the number seven, you know, since they signed him to the one way deal. So I think. Uh, Oduya coming in is probably not realistically going to happen. You know he's still out there, so obviously you know there's a possibility. But I think if he was going to be signed by now, that they probably would have made a big push for him.
0: Yeah, it seems like uh, the Ducks may be done for now, unless, like you said, they do do a trade or whatnot. I, I think with the lineup we have now, and we'll and we'll go into it in a little bit. Um, it's pretty much lined up uh, pretty good. I, I think the Ducks are going to be fine. Um, you know, you also mentioned uh, Holzer as well, going to uh, on you know, his contract to the AHL, most likely to start the season. You know, you still have uh, Josh Manson that could come up as well. Um, you know, obviously Theodore's name has been thrown around, which, you know, maybe is a less likely candidate. So there's still some other players that could come up and, and handle that situation. So I think we're good there. Um, I think the interesting thing that some people are looking at is, is this this nature of having more enforcers in the league. Um and you know the, some of the stats that have come out uh, in the last couple of years, Eddie. Um, if you can go over those real quick, but uh, you know the fighting um, majors basically have gone down in the NHL over the last four or five years.
1: Yeah, and if you if you go way back down uh, to 2010, 2011, uh, they had a total of 903 fights, and then the next season it goes down to 768. In the half season it goes down to 394, which is around still around 780. Uh, dropped down to 694 in 2013, 2014, and then last season it was only 555 fights. And you know, you look at the leader, um, in 2010, 2011, is George Perlos had 30 fights that season, and you know, Derek Gorsett had 20, and it just drops off from there. So I think the the enforcer is, is leaving the game. If you look at you know most of these guys who who put up a lot of fights, you know, some of them still had. Know, over fifteen, twenty points, which you know it's hard to call them just an enforcer when they're still putting up some good numbers as well. So I, I think the you know the John Scott, you know that that kind of role is really diminishing from the game.
0: Yeah, and you know what's interesting though is the ducks did go out and get uh, enforcer types, and they do have enforcer types on the team. So even with the numbers going down, it, it seems like maybe that's another element that uh, Murray wanted to add., uh, you know, that's an element that the ducks had. For the younger uh, fans, maybe you haven't seen it, um, but in the early 90s, you know, the Ducks had Todd Ewan and Stu Grimson, and they were the ones that pretty much handled their business whenever, you know, the opposing team went after Solani or Korea. So maybe they're trying to bring a little bit of that back. Um, you look at Jackman, you know, he had 11 fights uh, last year. Stewart also had 11. Uh, Stoner had 10. Uh Maroon had nine, so you've got a mix of players on there, Eddie. That uh, you know we may see some more Fight Club action, uh, you know, at Honda Center this uh, next season. Yeah,
1: and two seasons ago, McGrath also had 13, and so you know there's a lot of guys who could who can drop the gloves, and you know it's not as necessary as it, it was, you know, five, four or five seasons ago. But we have the guys who can do it, and you're playing in a tough Western Conference. You, you look at the L.A. picking up Luchits; they still have uh, Clifford over there as well. You know, there's a lot of guys who can drop the glove there, and Chicago picking up guard, as well, so this there's, uh, there's a lot of guys who, who you got, you know, you have to drop the gloves uh, in, in the Western Conference, and we've got, you know, guys who can match up with them.
0: Yeah, and I think it's a welcome sight too. I, I mean, because uh, you know this too, Eddie, when you have guys of that nature, sometimes you know things can happen and they can get injured, and, and you'll know, be in and out. Like you know, we remember Jackman was out for a little bit, so. You know, we may see, uh, McGratton come up and, and play for Jackman or if the Ducks don't go for that, you know, you still have Stewart, even though he's, he can uh, score as well. He can mix it up. Uh, uh it's going to be interesting. I, I think this Ducks team is going to be much more physical this season. And I think, uh, that might've been the goal for the team because, uh, you know, going deep in the playoffs, we, we took care of, uh, Winnipeg and Calgary, no problem. And, uh, we we couldn't take down uh, Chicago, obviously, as everybody knows. But I think uh, adding a little bit of size, um, being able to get in on the forecheck and wear down the other team's defense a little bit better, may maybe uh, part of the uh, you know remedy that uh, Murray's looking to to take that extra step, Eddie.
1: Yeah, and you, you look at the players we lost to Palmieri and, and Bilecki. They they can play that forecheck role, and you know the, the, that's the way the Ducks want to play. And and you know Stewart fits into that perfectly. And you know, if uh, you're losing Edom as well, you bring in Haglin, who who has a lot of speed and a lot of skill. So you kind of replace the players you lost with similar players. But I think in, e- in each way they're an upgrade. You know, uh, Stewart's an upgrade on, on Palmieri, I believe, and and Haglin's an upgrade on, on Edom and Bolesky. And I, I think, you know, you still don't take away from the identity that the the, the Ducks want to play. So, you know, I, I think... Um, it's gonna be. It's not gonna be a real, you know, different team than what we saw last year. But I definitely think they improved.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, and we'll get to a lot of the fan questions too. That some touched on that. Um, you know, with the addition of these uh, players that we have now, and and kind of what we think it's gonna be going into uh, next season. Um, what do you think as far as the lineups? How do you think they shake out? You know, the first line. You know, if we go with what we've done before, Maroon, Getzloff, and Perry on the top line how do you think you know the other three lines shake out
1: well obviously there was some worry with sonic stewart and him being primarily a right wing and you know there, there aren't a lot of guys who we think we could move over to left wing but if, if you look at you know obviously it's not a huge reliable source to where they're going to play in the season but he, the the ducks website under the roster section they've listed uh cogliano haglin uh maroon and as left wings and you know that's kind of what we talked about too we knew Tugliano's played on the left before. He could go back and play there. guy just played on the left, and you know he could play on the left if he wants. And you know, that kind of evens it out. You could put those four on the left. You could put Tim Jackman, Perry, Silverberg, and Stewart on the right. And then you could put Horkoff, Raquel, Kessler, and Getzloff up the middle. And then you've got those four lines and you know, even four lines again. And I, I think that's probably realistically what we'll see uh, near the start of the season.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think the second line will be the, the key. You know, if the Ducks go with Hagman, Kessler, and Silverberg, I think that line is going to be a, a quick, uh, you know, punching line that's going to get out there and score. And uh, uh, if they go with the third line of uh, you know Cognito, Raquel, Stewart, that may be also another a line with some speed and some size. And then you know, obviously the fourth line will be a mix of whatever's left over. Um, but I, I think that's kind of what we're going to see. You know, uh, barring you know someone from San Diego, you know, really impress, uh, impressing the team and coming up, which you know, we've heard that uh, Murray's kind of hesitant on that, but you never know. We may see someone uh, crack up in the lineup there. But uh, that's how it's going to look. Uh, you know, the defensive pairings, we've talked about it. There's not really much of a change, um, you know, in that. You got BX coming in, most likely fitting in uh, Boschman's spot and playing with Lindholm. So I don't see too much on, on the defense that he's being changed. No, yeah.
1: It, it's really just the offense with the addition of Stewart. It kind of throws things in a little loop. And,. You know, on defense, uh, unless somebody gets out of, like, year or somebody else from free agency, which, you know, doesn't appear likely now, um, you will pretty much see the those six guys come in and, and hold Sir Manson holding in the, the seven and eight slot.
0: I agree. And uh, looking at, uh, you know, this week, uh, we've got a lot of questions again, and, and we thank you all for the questions. We're going to get to some of them right now so we can, uh, you know, address some of the issues with the team, and uh, Eddie and I can share our thoughts with you as well. Uh, one of the questions we had was from uh, Mike Thomas. He uh, asked, "What was the overall grade uh, that you'd give the Ducks post-draft and off-season moves? And uh, what grade would you give them, Eddie? Uh, you know, given up to uh, this point as uh, we record the show now?"
1: Uh, you know, I'd have to give them an A. You know, I don't, I don't think they deserve an A plus. I think adding a guy like Oduya and, and replacing Stoner with him would have been, you know, that little bit of uh, an addition to give them an A plus. But I think they had a great offseason, still adding Haglin in replace of Edom was, it was great. And bringing in Horkoff to fill up Thompson's spot until he comes back from injury is, is definitely a good move for them. And getting a uh, Stewart recently uh, and BX, was one of my favorite moves as well. Uh getting that you know, gritty defenseman that we've been waiting for. And, and even adding Kadoban I, I didn't love the move. You know, I would have liked to, to keep Wisniewski and bring him as, as the sixth guy, but you know, allowing John Gibson to go back down to the HL and, and Honus craft was was still a good move for them. So, uh, you know, I'd still give them an A. It was a really good offseason.
0: I agree, and I, I would give the Ducks an A as well. I think you're right. I think, you know, Hagelin coming in and replacing the um, Baleski spot is pretty good. Uh, Stewart as well coming in, you know, taking either the Murray or Edom spot is going to work out as well. And like you said, uh, Horakoff coming in. Uh, you know, uh, as everybody knows, Thompson's going to be out. Uh, for at least two or three months, so that's another good addition. And, you know, I think the key to all these uh, players, too, Eddie, that were added is, uh, at least in the forward position, you know, Stewart and Horkoff are one-year deals, McGrattan's a one-year deal. So there's a lot of, you know, high upside to adding all these players and, and low risk in terms of, uh, you know, finances, because the Ducks are still just only a little bit above the salary floor.
1: Yeah, and, you know, there's still a little bit of pressure, a little win. Now You've, you've got all these guys at one years, and you've got a lot of guys you got to re-sign next year, so you know, realistically, if some guys can't come back next year, the team could look uh, different again in a few areas. So you would hope that this would be the team they'd be able to win with and then, you know, they'd be able to afford to let some guys go.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's, a, you know, a topic that's going to have to be discussed is the RFAs as well coming up. Uh, you know, not not right now. I mean, obviously uh, Hagelin, Silverberg, and Wagner are the three that are still up in the air. And at least at the moment that we record this right now, they haven't been re-signed. You know, maybe something will... Uh, change uh, in the next uh, couple hours after we release our podcast but as of right now that's where we're at so I I don't really see uh, them doing anything too much more uh, in the next uh, you know couple weeks like you had talked about unless there's some kind of a trade or whatnot Um, another question we had was from Eddie uh, our buddy out in Colorado he uh, asked you know how does Brian McGratton fit into the Ducks uh, team Uh, He mentioned uh, Maroon and Jackman can uh, drop the webs and have more skill. And uh, I think you and I already covered this, Eddie, but, uh, you know, McGrathen's going to fit in, you know, probably only playing half a dozen games this season for the Ducks.
1: Yeah, you know, he'll play, he'll start in San Diego and play there for most of the season, if not all of the season. I, I don't see him breaking in into any role unless, uh, you know, it's Jackman who gets hurt or, or somebody gets hurt and you have, to, you have to push Jackman or Wagner up onto the third line. I, I think he pretty much stays in the HL all season. He's just there for insurance, you know, hence the one-year deal. And there's not much he can do other than play that enforcer role. He's not going to score more than 10 points to the season if you're lucky. So, you know, I, th- I think he, like you said, stays in San Diego for most of the year.
0: Yeah, and I agree. I don't see him coming up too much, uh, you know, unless you know a special matchup situation, like we said, maybe with Lucic or whatnot against LA or, or uh, a couple of the other teams that we'll mention that have some tough guys uh, that have switched teams. Uh, another question we had was from Phil. Um, you know, he asked about Stewart being signed, uh, which we got him as a right winger. Uh, you know, and, and why didn't we go get a left winger? And I think you addressed this, Eddie, already. Uh, you know, you can flip cogs over to the other side um but i think uh looking at the free agents out there i don't really think there was that many left wings out there uh the only other one that some people have mentioned eddie was uh simon uh out of carolina but uh it looks like the ducks weren't interested in him
1: yeah and you you look at them you know to a left wing you could play center scotty optials uh you know he's kind of a, a left wing and a right wing stepniak's a right wing sanarelli's a center you know the only two You know, orthodox left wings are are Glenn Cross and and Bergenheim. And, you know, who would you rather have in this situation? I think, you know, Cogliano can play left wing and and Secac can play left wing well. So I think if you're going to bring in the best guy available, Stewart was the best option over both of them.
0: I completely agree uh, in the way that he can play overall and not just uh, scoring, but he adds that physical presence, which, uh, you know, is something that uh, Simmons lacked too a little bit on the defense. So, I think Stewart was a better fit, as you had mentioned. Uh, we had Bobby, who asked a question about Odulia. He, he wanted to know, if, do you think the Ducks will sign another defenseman? Um, g- in general, he asks, and then he uh, you know punches in uh, Odulia in the tweet there. So, uh, you know, we've kind of talked about this. Um, do you think the Ducks try to go after Odulia? And if not, um, anybody else, Eddie?
1: Well, if you, you look at the guys available, there's only really three who are an upgrade on, on Stoner, arguably. You know, Tim Gleason, not much of an upgrade. Andre Mazzaro, Slemko, Viznovsky, Volchenko. It's like you know they're not real big upgrades that it's worth going out to get them for, and you know not all of them will be looking for a one uh, one year deal. So I think with those guys you kind of stick with with Stoner in that sixth spot, and, and then you know Airhoff is not really the type of defenseman we need, and you know he's gonna want term and money, so it's not worth going after him. And, and Fran, then it comes down to Franz and Oduya, you know, and you know, Franz and probably hasn't been signed because he's looking for a lot of money in, in longer term and and then it could uh, again it comes down to do you and that's pretty much everybody who you know i want to do you and a lot of people want him to come to the ducks but i believe you know you look at uh, all the rumors out that he wants to go back down to chicago which is a little bit difficult now with that that patrick sharp trade bringing in in uh in daily to chicago so it's gonna be interesting how that plays out but i, I really don't see him coming over now i think if it was gonna get, uh, get done they would have done it sooner
0: yeah, I agree. I think you know money in term is definitely going to be an issue there if we were to try to get uh, Aduya. And you know, you mentioned that trade too. You know, that um, trade between Dallas and Chicago came out just a few days ago, and you know, everybody kind of went uh, nuts over it. Um, you saw Sharp leave Chicago and go to Dallas, and then you see Garbett, uh, who's I know everybody's fan favorite here in Anaheim, and Daly, who's also another fan favorite, that both went to Chicago. So. Um, it's going to be interesting because, uh, like we talked about the enforcer role, you know, throughout this podcast, and and you look at the West, uh, there's a lot of players on a lot of teams that we're going to have to face and deal with. So we're going to see Garvin Daly, who we had fun with in the playoffs a couple years ago. Um, you've got John Scott, who we loved at uh, San Jose, who's now going to the Coyotes, uh, and then obviously Lucic from Boston to LA. So. It's going to be kind of interesting, Eddie, and I think that, you know, I think like you said before, the Ducks are going to stay with their same game plan, but I do think the Ducks added, uh, you know, Stewart and McGrattan and these types, you know, just for these kind of situations, you know, to maybe bring those, um, you know, a little bit of a balance to the game against these kind of players because we're going to face all these teams. We're going to face all these players, Eddie, uh, next season.
1: You know? Yeah, I know. As, as if the, the Dallas Stars didn't score enough goals last season, you know, it, it kind of doesn't seem like the right move for them adding a guy like Patrick Sharp. You know, they they didn't really need offense, and you know they they gave up one of their their best defensemen in, in in Daly to Chicago, and you know bringing in in a prospect who is arguably a deep prospect and maybe they believe he can start next season. But you know, you look at who they have now; they've got Spetsa, Sharp, Sagan, you Nachushkin, know, Hemsky, and and Ben as their you know their top two lines. Those are <laughs> lines that can compete with almost anyone in the NHL and you know, a, a great pull by by the stars, but their their D is looking really weak now. And you know, everybody assumed that that Chicago was gonna have to make this trade to stand under the cap. And you know, even in their situation, they only really saved about a million dollars in cap space. So you know, there's a lot of rumors out there that Daly might be flipped now.
0: Yeah, and that's the next question. Uh, you know, we put out a little poll that I made together and threw it out on our uh, Twitter account, and it was whether or not you know they would try to. Flip daily and sign odulia or you know let Oduya walk and uh, it was kind of interesting. More more people were going with the notion that they're going to keep daily, um, which you know I don't know. I mean, daily brings toughness too, um, but you know of the two between daily and Odulia I, I think I would take Odulia Eddie. But you know maybe it's that financial issue. And, and again, this trade, like you said, didn't really save them a whole lot of money. So. And, you know, maybe they are going to just keep daily. I don't know. What do you think?
1: It, it's hard. You know, the, there's a, not a lot of money saved there, like you said. And, uh, it, you know, Oduya obviously wants to go back to Chicago where he's won two cups. So it, it's hard to to know what they're thinking. You know, there's obviously got to be some discussion going on between Oduya and Chicago if the you know if no deals come from any other team for, for Oduya. So uh, it, we'll just have to wait and see. It's, it's a situation, you know, you just kind of got to wait on.
0: Yeah, and I think it's going to be interesting. Say, you know, nobody asks us this, but this is maybe a good hypothetical. Say uh, Chicago keeps daily... Um, they don't get Oduya done, and you know Oduya doesn't come to the Ducks. Is, is there any team out there that you think would, uh, you know, be on the you know top one or two lists uh, of Oduyas that he might go to? Uh,
1: you know, you got to put Dallas up there too. Just losing Daly, I'm sure they're pursuing him now and you know, getting sharp in Oduya, And only losing you know Daly would be a great pickup for them. And I think they're probably at the top of the list. And you know, other than that, there's there's a lot of teams out there looking for defense, but. You got to put Dallas up there now, especially with the, their poor, uh, you know, goals against average last year. Uh,
0: and that would be a crazy uh, <laughs> move. I mean, could you imagine that Dallas made the trade that they, well, they did make the trade, but they make that trade and then they go get a Duya. I mean, uh, Dallas would be an extremely scary team, Eddie, uh, having Sharp and a Duya on that team if it was able to happen.
1: Yeah, and, you know, obviously picking up Niemi from uh, San Jose, they're going to be running Niemi and Latin in next season as well. So you know, if you if ends up going there, they're going to be a scary team to face in that central division next year.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. And I think Dallas is going to be a tough team. And, you know, we talked about teams, uh, making the playoffs next year. And, uh, you know, last week I talked about Buffalo and I said how they, uh, may make the playoffs and that they were a dark horse, but, uh, you know, the news came out a little bit earlier before we reported, uh, recorded this podcast. And, uh, Uh, Ryan O'Reilly, uh, I guess, uh, decided to go drinking and driving and, uh, you know, crash in a building and flee the scene. So, um, I don't know what's going to happen in Buffalo. Maybe I want to take back my pick, but, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, in Buffalo now with this mess, uh, especially after him signing that that big deal, Eddie. Um, you know, with the NHL doing the things that they've been doing with the LA Kings and all that. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen in Buffalo now with uh, Ryan O'Reilly.
1: Yeah, and like you said, especially after signing that big deal, it's it's kind of a stupid thing to to do, and it's you know right in my region in Middlesex County in Ontario, and. You know it's just crazy you know you don't know what's going to happen it's really up to the sabers now to decide what they're going to do and puts them in a difficult decision after signing that, that huge seven and a half million dollar aav contract so you know it, it, you're gonna have to wait in the coming days to see what they end up doing
0: yeah, and I think it's going to be interesting because, you know, you know more about um, like Canadian law than I, you know, I do. But, you know, in the U.S. and California, I mean, if you get a regular DUI, it's one thing. It's, just, it's a misdemeanor and it's jail time a little bit and the fines and whatnot. It's it's not as serious. I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this, I'm not telling you to go do it. But I'm just saying if you do one and, and you're just driving, it's not as bad. But when you go crash or you hit people or you hit a, a building and also fleeing the scene, I mean, you're talking about extra – Uh, You know, at least in the U.S., you're talking about felonies being added and jail time being increased, and all kinds of crazy stuff. So, I'm really curious to see how they're going to handle it up there in Canada, and you know if he's going to be available at all, um, or for part of next season. And uh, it's just going to be interesting how that plays out because you 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 got him, you did this big deal, and then this happened right after. And I mean, this really throws a wrench uh and what buffalo is trying to do in the offseason season,
1: Eddie. yeah and you may see something similar to the voinov situation where he's not allowed to play a- until everything's settled in court and you know that's pretty much the most likely option right now and it all comes down to you know the sabers what they decide what they decide with the nhl and and you know ultimately what happens in court if he ends up getting charged and, and sentenced to jail time or, or whatever happens
0: yeah and as far as me picking buffalo last week you know uh I'll still go with Buffalo. I'll stay strong, Eddie, but (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to change my mind, but I mean, it's, it's going to, it's going to be kind of ugly up there. And that's, uh, that's really unfortunate. You know, these situations that we see are coming out a little bit more and more now, uh, you know, especially with LA as well. So it's going to be interesting. We'll keep our eye on that, see how it goes. But, uh, as far as the Ducks go, um, you know, it's going to be interesting, Eddie. I uh, can't wait till October comes up. Um, we're going to have um, tickets that we're going to give away to opening night again uh, in a similar fashion. We'll do a contest probably uh, end of July, beginning of August, uh, somewhere in that point, where we'll give away some tickets to the opening game. Um, we're still also giving away our T-shirts. Uh, we'll be doing that for July and August on the Facebook website as well. Uh, so just keep following along for those giveaways and stuff. We'll have more stuff coming up in the uh october you know time and uh that's it i uh, got nothing else to add eddie unless you got anything to close out with any final thoughts or anything on this week
1: no other than the opening nights on my birthday which is gonna be pretty awesome other than that uh, you know good luck to whoever ends up winning the tickets
0: <laughs> well maybe we'll fly you down eddie you know <laughs> to... yeah
1: i wish I, I don't think that's gonna happen
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know i i mean you know, we, we're doing well at Ducks and Pucks, but, you know, unfortunately, we're not a, a huge conglomerate yet. But uh, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we'll be back uh, next week. Hopefully we'll have some more news for you. Uh, if not, maybe in two weeks. But we'll see how it goes in the summer. And uh, thanks for the support. Let's go, Ducks.
1: The Anaheim Ducks are the Stanley Cup champions.